Everyman Podcast. Podcast. Another week. Podcast. Another pod. And and I'll tell you what, we're recording this podcast on the big dog Daryl Campbell's birthday. Oh yeah. From my yeah. heart to yours and from the every man and the every woman here in the cosmic canoe. Happy birthday to our favorite big dog Daryl Campbell. How are you, my brother, on this fine oh, day? Oh man, you know what? I am uh one year older. And one year stronger, one year wiser, and um, one year just handsomer. truly thankful. Yo, yeah, that's that's always a, that's a, given. a mainstay being in the Cosmic Canoe, man. That's yeah. a given. We actually age in reverse on the Cosmic Canoe. Absolutely. It's, part it's of like Benjamin why, Button, but not as aggressive. Not as part aggressive. Part of why it's so <laughs> special. Yep. And yep. Uh, I'll tell you what, we got a special birthday edition pod here. Wonderful conversation with Mike Leone, bassist Bye. from Soulfly bassist from the absence uh twitch streamer extraordinaire michael oh, yeah. shreds and this saturday at 12 noon eastern high noon if you will uh he yeah. is doing his uh one year anniversary t- twitch stream and i'll tell you what i'm i'm gonna be in there in the everyman podcast account and i, I know daryl's gonna be lurking in there somewhere um Word. awesome conversation with our man here huh Oh my God. Yeah. He's, I think the biggest thing is it's really cool to have good people, unbelievably talented people and just a great conversation, natural moments, man, with this guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Natural storytelling, natural moments. Um, a guy that's, you know, living the everyman lifestyle. Oh yeah. You know, Oh yeah. Um, Somebody, you know, I definitely, um, I see, I see where he's going and I like it and I'm, I'm there with him. So I like it um, a lot. I think, uh, with that being said, you know, and obviously Mike Leone shreds on Twitch this Saturday, 12 noon, hop in there with us. Uh, let's kick it to our interview with Mike Leone. Do it. Joining us today on the Everyman podcast is a bassist content creator streamer we've been chatting a little bit and i can already tell we're off to a good start ladies and gentlemen from soulfly and the absence mike leone mike leone shreds on twitch mike what's up brother how's it going guys good to see you dude i'll tell you what it's uh it's great to see you you're brave in here first of all happy birthday daryl uh we're connecting here on uh the big man's birthday is it it is it's wild happy birthday dude perfect perfect um, and you're a road guy, so I'm assuming that's a roadcaster you're using, right? Absolutely. You know, you're yeah, our first. Road. You're our first guest that also shares the roadcaster. And oh, wow. uh, quick note about that: I was really? like one of the first people to get one of those off of Sweetwater because I was looking for something. And at the time, there still isn't anything quite as good as the roadcaster. Mm. Um, and this isn't like a. I'm not even. I'm just saying this shit rules. If if you're doing any sort of digital content creation you need to record audio and you need to record stuff from zoom there's no other option than roadcaster once we got the roadcaster totally change the game um, dude agreed i actually yeah. just recorded my bass parts for the new soulfly album using the roadcaster nice yeah so i've done it with my v drums right into it that you hear like on my stream is also going to be on the albums it's pretty cool yeah that's Killers. uh that's it's great so before we get off on a tangent here mike First question we always ask, what's up? Where are you? What are you doing? Well, what's up is uh, the amount of clouds in the area. We have a tropical storm literally knocking on my uh, neighborhood right now. And 
Um, aside from that, everything else is really cool. Just have a lot of stuff going on with the stream and prepare for the Soulfly tour that's coming up in August and September in the U.S. So I got a pretty full plate over here. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, and we're going to talk about Twitch. Um, but, you know, when, sh- first of all, let's shout out to the great Carrie. Uh, we had, we had, uh, Kev Muller from, uh, Alluvial, also a Twitch streamer, had a great, great podcast with him. Uh, awesome dude. He goes, Hey, you know what? I got a, I got another guy. I think you, you can have a great time with shout out to Carrie. Thanks for, yeah, for connecting this, this, this whole thing. And Kev, I was just playing call of duty with him literally an, an hour ago. I was like, I see, gotta I gotta get, I gotta get into <laughs> that. The Madre. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, 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 yeah baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm a bit of a war zone, uh, dog myself. So, um, oh, we'll dude, have to keep that in mind. Me. We want to, we want to, I will, we want to get a nice little everyman cosmic canoe war zone tournament. So it's something we're working on here. Dude, but, that's uh, literally something that young gun and I are like working on for next week to, like probably do like the the first one we're gonna have road i played with road and young gun last night on call of duty so we're gonna try to just like yeah put it all together it's uh you know Mm -hmm. esports man so when he reached out was like hey you know mike from soulfly i'm like whoa soulfly and you know as a guy that grew up listening to metal you know and daryl's new to the metal world and i've been sharing my passion for that with him over the years here but um you know Soulfly, i immediately think holy shit you know it's cavalera it's sepultura it's cavalier conspiracy like i was saying to daryl like i don't know of any other larger more significant act out of brazil other than sepultura and Soulfly. Correct. Correct. like yeah. and, and it's like yeah. and that's regardless of i mean i'm talking film tv radio like there's no more worldwide impact than Sepultura and Sepultura is one of those bands that when you, you may not be into them now, like somebody young in high school, like I think of myself, you know, mm. 20 years ago, like discovering a Metallica CD or whatever. Uh, but all the bands that you listen to now, like they all were pulling off of bands that were either directly inspired by them or the second generation is kind of like the dream theater effect. I always talk about with like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. dream theater. And then like between the barrier to me, and then it's just like, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we, we have what we have now. It's um, like a generational genre, um, uh, evolve evolution. Of it's, it's like a tree. It's like in the NFL when they have like, you know, the, the bill Belichick, coaching tree or the you know what i mean yeah, like it's, it's yeah. like the same thing i always it's thought like that was always wondering how did the how did your uh heroes and your inspiration how did they do that how how can i be like the great ones you know and then it's just like you formulate your own right. way yeah and, that's cool and, and like i'm one of those weirdos that like i got really i got into rush later than i should have you know it was just one of those was like yeah i'll get to there i'm just too into dream theater i still, haven't, I still haven't got it i'm still working well, on the rush luckily i got to <laughs> i went to see him and i was like oh okay well that's where dream theater like it was like boom like i get it like oh, you know yeah, what i mean like you, sure. you yeah, see yeah, that yeah. so how did you end up uh with soulfly and what is it like being a part of this kind of lineage of something that's like i was saying to Daryl, like it's a fucking national situation when they play a show. Like, it's- Oh, it's an international situation. Like what you were saying about to, to, to further on what you were saying about the, uh, influence of the brothers 
Max and Igor. I mean, I, I'm fortunate enough to have traveled the world with them. I've been to over probably 75 or more countries now with these guys. Money. And the respect internationally is just resounding. It doesn't matter if we go to Chicago or Sydney or, you know, Vladivostok, Russia, or, you know, Lithuania or Sao Paulo. I mean, Sao Paulo, they're like kings there, you know, because they're from, they're, they were raised there, you know, they're born in Belo Horizonte and, you know, so they they made it out, you know, they made it right. out of a very, very, very difficult situation down there. And not only did they make it out, but like they just shot out of there with flying colors and really just, like you said, it's hard to look for, it's hard to see whether or not it's a direct influence. Maybe you didn't listen to those guys as much, but the guys that you listen to like, did. Oh, like you like, like Pantera? Gojira, then you <laughs> yeah. are but like automatically kind of listening to Sepultura because they are... But even influenced directly by them. Even further, like some a band like Pantera, it's mm-hmm. like no, they were like they wouldn't have quite had the shift that they did from what they started as to where they ended up and what you know them as if it wasn't for bands like Sepultura. Like that in- literally the direct yeah. influence when they toured together, they were like, "Holy shit, man! What whoa. are we doing? Well, we got we to gotta get heavier, bro. We got to play faster." <laughs> yeah, like you got to remember, this is a funny. This is a funny bit uh, that I've been told uh, multiple times by both Max and then Igor when I started working with, with him as well. Um, dude, they used to trade tapes, like literal cassette tapes, with Chuck Schuldiner from Death. And that is the reason why they, as a Brazilian act, wanted to come to Tampa, Florida and record at Morrisound. And that was the culminating point in their career. They did Beneath the Remains there and shit just got different afterwards. Arise right after that. I mean, that is the the golden era, I believe, of of what they were doing. Some heavy shit has come out of uh, South Florida. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. It's one of those Absolutely things like people right. people forget. You know, I don't know about they forget, but it's just not, you know, when you think of metal music in the United States, I don't think it's one of the hotbeds that people think of is like Jacksonville or Tampa, you know, but there's all these big bands that have kind of blossomed out of there, you know. From Tampa, yeah, and surrounding areas like, you know, Death, they're from Kind of, a lot of the guys, I mean, Chuck lived in Orlando, but that's was like in, can, the, in Cannibal Corpse too. Cannibal um, Corpse guys are all yeah. living here, but they're from Buffalo. Really? Uh, I really, thought they were from Florida. Yeah, no. Most of those guys were born up in Buffalo. And, Buffalo's um, a cold-ass town, man. That's right. They came yeah. their asses down here to Florida. <laughs> and actually, same thing, same thing with Malevolent Creation. They're also a Buffalo, New York band. That I was sick of the cold and was like, yeah, we're going to go to where that is not. They went further down there, down in Miami. See? So, yeah, Florida, the man. complete opposite like, of your, yeah, that's. Like the spring training of death metal internationally. Everybody comes down here because it's. You need the humidity you know, to get that extra level of brutality. Dude, that. That's when that guilty by association is good. Go to yeah, Florida. Exactly. Be a monster. Come out of Florida. We're wild, <laughs> but dude, like. We got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of killers that come out of here. Absolutely. So how did you end up, and I, I don't want to glaze over the whole local Olympic because it's, I, I've always been fascinated by how 
the culture of metal music and there's debates over it, you know, where did it come from? Did it, yeah, it probably started in the UK with Sabbath and then influence here in America because of all the blues based rock and roll that was here and that mixed with that and it turned into, you know what I mean? And you have all these, then you have Slayer or Metallica or whatever. Um, What is it like being involved with that kind of music that's, it transcends language and location. And you mentioned like Gojira. Gojira is a band. I, the first time I saw them, they were opening for Lamb of God, and they were Unbelievable like, they were band. they were the best opening band I've ever seen. And then the first time they they toured the U.S., me and my friends went and saw them three times in one week, because you know that's what we did at the time. It's an experience every time. But dude, it's their first show, a, sh- a performance, it's beyond that. There, you know them. the TLA in Philly on South Street. Absolutely love that theater, Living Arts. Isn't even there anymore, is it? No, it's still there. The truck yeah. is the one that closed. Daryl and I are going, oh, are seeing BT Bam at the TLA in a couple weeks. Wow, legendary place. Legendary their f- place. Their first show on the tour, their first U.S. headlining tour, was on a Sunday afternoon at the TLA. It was May 6th. There was about, <laughs> 30, the there was about 30 people there. And they were as good and performed equally as incredible. Like, they blew me the fuck away in front of 30 people at the TLA on a Sunday afternoon. The same as I've seen them in any other huge venue. I've seen them probably 20 times at this point. They're one of my favorite bands. Yeah. and uh, They give but, it all. But they're from France. The oh, yeah. But yeah. they're from France. And they picked up on this like American cultural thing of metal and then started doing their version of it. And it's like they don't even – at the time, they barely spoke English because – you know, I met Correct. them and they barely spoke English, Dale, but they could sing in English and it mm-hmm. just blew up the music scene here. And bands like Soulfly have that ability too, where it's like they're, they speak Portuguese, it's, they're from Brazil, yet they're performing this music in English and kids in the Netherlands love it. Like, what is it like being a part of this like international situation, like you said, and, and how does it translate when you're looking out to the audience and when you're having these experiences, like you said, in Chicago or the other end of the world? That's a lovely question. Um, uh, it's, 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 I'm still in awe sometimes at the caliber of some of, of how influential these guys are. And like you're saying with like, you know, they sing in Portuguese. He started, you know, in English, it's, it's not his first language, you know? So, being uh, as influential as the American culture is a lot of people find that they're speaking that, you know, they can write lyrics from watching enough movies and maybe reading enough like literature magazines from America to familiarize themselves with enough to write a song. So you're looking at like the first few albums, like bestial devastation from Sepultura, one of the, with the first ones or uh, morbid visions, schizophrenia, all that kind of stuff. He was just piecing together little bits and pieces from his favorite horror movies, really, and like uh, just words that he thought sounded cool. I mean, literally, he named the band Sepultura. Sepultura in Portuguese means grave. So, you know, Sepultura, how <laughs> fucking cool is that? <laughs> that is, you know, it sounds sharp. It sounds it, like it, it's yeah, sick. It's like when you like hear it, you know it's seething, a, you know? You know it's yeah. something. And you know, it's a good thing, I guess, he didn't get like Lethal Weapon 3 or. You know, like some really <laughs> shitty buddy cop movies. It could have been a whole different, uh, 
you know, whole yeah, different yeah, take. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he watched all of those too. <laughs> you want to hear a fun fact? Actually, Max, Max and Igor, the first show that they watched as like young kids, the show that made them want to, to play music, Queen sold out in Rio. Whoa. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, when you see it, they saw Queen and they were like, oh, music is like the, the key. And through music to further on your uh, on the influence of them and their language uh, being a thing. Yeah, man, they, they, you know, the, the music is what the music is international and everybody pulls something from it. Cause it's not just about the language. It's about the experience and, and, and the lyrics that he sings. Everybody can relate to the strife, to this confusion, to this anger, to, you know, he, he strikes at very poignant bits of what's happening in the world and everybody can, can feel that. So that's an, another reason why I think it transcends beyond just a language or a, a, a country, you know? And, you know, I, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on Meshuggah, but Meshuggah's big fan. At any given time, you know, so my heavy. three favorite bands in no particular order are Meshuggah, Dream Theater, and Between the Barrier to Me. And it just rotates. It just depends on what day I'm in. You know, Strong and, and uh, it's, trio there. And, and they're like the three most, you know, that changed my view on how I create music or how I aspire to create music. They had the most like, Oh wow, that's a way to do something different. And I've like shared some stuff with Daryl and I just, they just announced their tour and I was all pumped up. My fiance picked up the tickets and I'm driving home. It's be a fun one. And I'm making this. And I just, my friends joke that the only time it happens, like it's like a demon takes over my body at a Meshuggah concert. And I just, I go to another place <laughs> Wait, so you already went or you go are you oh going? i've seen them multiple times but they, they Darryl, just announced the new tour I, I have i have i've seen dream theater i gotta take them to Meshuggah. Meshuggah is like being stuck in t- like a quantum computer right it's fucking <laughs> unbelievable it's gonna like reprogram your you're gonna be like being able to do calculus right off the bat as soon <laughs> it, as you walk out of that door you'll be like, it ah, messes with roots they're so Time good signatures. they're so they're good insane. and they have this light show that's a hundred percent manual, Daryl. Like the thing that's crazy about it is, their light guy Syncopated. isn't even oh, a light man. guy. He's just like their buddy that loves their music and knows it as good as they do, and he's some sort of musician. And then, like in their tour agreement, every show they go to, they have to teach him. He needs to be like like they don't have, come with a, their own light board, but somehow sometimes he uses pads even to do like yeah. Dude, it's the Whoa, most. Man. So he's and like everybody, almost like, live, like DJing the light. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I've, and, seen and them, cool. I've seen them so many times, and every they've just evolved and evolved. And, and evolved. it's like it's like being on a roller coaster that goes for seventy two minutes, and then the last eight minutes are bleed and like demiurge, and you're like. It's like being on a roller coaster, and then they just launch you into space, and then you're just like, yeah, you're gone, and there's no like, and you're and and you're either you either come away from seeing them going, I have found my calling, or yeah. that's not for me. Like, there's no, yeah, they'd be like, there's yeah, no, well, that's, yeah. there's no, uh, that's true. There's no middle like, ground. It was there. all right, and be like, what, when, what, yeah, like what? it was all right. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's heavy, but it's an experience. It's it's beyond. Yeah, it's another one of those bands that's just like an experience. I'm, but I'm looking I'm, forward to that. One. I'm making yeah, that. You're f- gonna love it, bro. What venues? What venues? It's at the so formerly the Electric Factory. Oh, so, but dude, so I grew up you're saying all these venues. I got to tell you a little backstory about myself. I grew up 
My father's from Philadelphia. No kidding. In a part of See? Philadelphia that is nice. You're in the cosmic and, canoe. And what did I tell you? I said it doesn't, doesn't take so long. Home, does not take man. long. People come on the Everyman <laughs> podcast. Life preserver on. This is great. By the end of it, you're sitting in the boat with us. So your dad's from Philly. Yeah, he's from Philly and uh, grew up there a lot. And we'd go up and visit um, uh, all the time. And I just so happened one time when I was up there to, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved Bam Margera and him. I mean, I got the heart. Westchester. And everything. Yeah, I saw that yeah. in one of your videos. Yeah, Westchester. I used to, I uh, played at his, well, after it was his club. but uh, Oh, The he, Note. Yeah, The Note, yeah. I know, I, I, dude, I studied at the altar of Margera for many years. But uh, the guy, yeah, he, that was actually one of my first introductions to, it was my introduction to rock and roll. I had made my way up there with my family. We were at, uh, the, what was it, Orland Mills Mall. Franklin uh, Mills like Mall. Franklin Mills Mall, yeah. I yeah, worked yeah, there yeah. at one point, dude. Franklin at the, Mills at the Mall. Sam Ash, the, the music Sam store. Ash right there. And I worked there. There's a skate park right <laughs> yes, there. Right still there. there. Right next I love that place. Yeah. So I got dropped off there. My parent, my parents went to go do like I don't know something, <laughs> shopping, and I was just like, leave me there. I'll be fine all day. And yeah. I skated, went to the Sam Ash, and then I met a guy by the name of Matt Citrenbaum that was there, and he ran this. He was a metallurgist, like a jeweler, called Bent Forms, and he, you know, started talking. I was playing probably CKY riffs on the bass, little 16 year old kid. And he was just like, you know, he knew, he knew and he heard and he was like, yo, Hey, cool. I'm like, nice wrist. My parents were there and he gave me a business card. Dude, the guy's like literally Bam's jeweler. He's, he's the guy that makes the wedding all the rings for the drum, for the guitar player for <laughs> CKY. And like, he just, he's like, I was like, Oh, what and so he you know he was like yeah you guys could come back to my shop you know i got a million it was like a treasure trove like a fucking library of bam and cky stuff you even he even got a shout out on mtv cribs he made that hardogram hood ornament that looks just like that for Mm -hmm. his uh sl 500 uh 550 mercedes uh instead of the mercedes hood ornament is a a hardogram and he shouted him out on mtv cribs so that's how I got up really into the beginning of the music world. And that's why I have such a, uh, affinity for Philly and the electric factory and the TLA and the truck. I've been to all those places. I've played all those places. Yep. I love Philly, man. I got a lot of love for Philly. Last time I was there, I actually saw him CKY and three teeth at the Fillmore. And that was a Fillmore is an awesome concert. venue. Amazing. With the big X yep. wing hanging backstage. That's so cool. Yep. yep. X wing and a tie fighter. That's like full size, like having a laser battle. Yeah. When, last time I saw, uh, between the bear to me, I think they were on tour with, uh, I don't know who they were on tour with at this point, but I was there to, everybody. I was there to hang with dusty and do some pods with Paul. And I was back there and they, they have the whole like the all the wall of all the posters and the the, the X wing. It's like who the fuck? How'd they make this? And like oh, they just some prop guy put it together. I'm like oh, all it's right, happen. But that dude, I saw. I'm a big as you could see my lucha mask. I'm a big pro I wrestling fan. I and uh, I went to uh, they did wrestling shit. WWE came through there. It was awesome. It was like you would think like how is this gonna work? But it was really uh, really cool. That's like one of my favorite new venues. Um, sure. But yeah, Mashuga Electric Factory. Mm gonna be a great time um, so fun bro you're in for a treat but the reason I, I i brought that up was i'm driving and i'm just making that face 
you know, and and I was watching some stink face, the you know, so face. like naturally, like I'm doing my research for the pod, and I'm looking up Soulfly, which of course, then I'm like, you know, I haven't listened to Sepultura in a while. Then I'm watching them, and then I'm watching some video from like 1993, and it's just like a gajillion people or whatever. And I'm like, yes. I'm like that face right there. I know exactly what that fucking guy. I know how he's feeling because that's the face I make here. You know, just that, just that dirty, <laughs> nasty riff. And that is an international. <laughs> that filthy, heavy. It's an international. That It's very similar to the funk face, but slightly, slightly stinkier. Tilted. Slightly yeah, stinkier. Definitely stinkier. Uh, definitely sweatier. <laughs> um, yes. But that stink face is international. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's that intangible thing about music. Um, and Dale and I talked about it at length, you know, with these uncircumcised times that we just came through where that people like, yeah, it's been cool seeing bands do the live thing, but there's some sort of spiritual, if you will, connection that goes on when a band is like banging on all cylinders and they're communicating with the audience like that. Um, Can't wait for that. Yeah. And you've you've been, been all over. So how did you end up hooking up with the uh, Cavalera boys? How'd that happen? It's been like a long been a long uh, you meet a climb, guy yeah. climb of the ladder rungs if if that makes any sense oh, i know all about it so i got my start here in tampa with a, a melodic death metal band that i'm still currently in uh called the absence i've been in that band since 2007 and we Which actually sick, just released a brand new album that's behind me right there coffinized coffinized um, on june 25th and it, it's our fifth album and uh, through that band, we I learned a lot, and I was with them for a while. And uh, in 2012, I met the dudes in a thrash metal band called Havoc from Denver, Colorado. And we became really close friends immediately. We toured together um, in 2013, early of 2013, I think it was. Maybe not. Maybe it was 12 still. But... Uh, eventually things for the absence started going kind of stagnant for lack of a better word and things for havoc were seemingly trying to ramp up and they were getting busy and they were looking to expand and uh, they offered me a gig to do front house audio for them so I did that Dave Sanchez the front man of the band taught me how he wanted me to mix his band and I went and did it then Murky Waters with the bass player eventually ended up happening, and I was already there, so I hopped on with those guys and played bass with them. Uh, 2013, I joined the band. We did an album called Unnatural Selection uh, with Terry Date uh, mixing it. Legendary Terry Date worked on Pantera, worked with so- uh, uh, Soundgarden, did also work with Soulfly. Um, legend, Allison Chains. I mean, he's done everybody, even yep. Incubus. <laughs> Huge He's band. like that huge band, huge legendary guy. We did an amazing record with them, got us a lot of attention. We charted on the billboards uh, and it got us the attention from Max. And we did a song called Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death that was very politically charged. They are a very politically charged band still. Um, and Max really loved that track. So he gravitated towards that. And he was like, you guys are doing something killer, bro. Like, I love it. And he offered us a direct support to him, to his tour. So we did a Havoc Soulfly tour later in that year. Um, just them and us. Just us. And uh, did about a um, five-week tour maybe with them. 
became best friends. Like the third day of the bus, I already, I mean, the third day of the tour, I already like knew the code to the bus and I'd show up and, you know, the van would park next to the bus and I'd go, do, 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 do. <laughs> yo, who's trying to smoke one? And then be already in the trailer, like lit one up and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to help myself to something in the candy drawer. Cause they had a candy drawer. <laughs> I'm sure they the trouble broke ass thrash band. So healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I mean, uh, bountiful, you know, they've got, a- yes, yes. Oh yes. There is a uh, plenty. They burned it. It was a lot different than the van situation in Havoc. Five dudes in a Mm. crusty situation. Half-ass van, yeah. So, Uh, yeah, we got to be really good friends with them, and um, the tour went by, and things with Havoc didn't work out between Dave and I. We We do not still see eye to eye for a lot of things, and he let me go. And just at that same time, I was already talking with Gloria about filling in on a Soulfly tour because they needed a bass player. Their bass player, Tony Campos, had left to go play in Ministry and Fear Factory. So mm. he left because he loves Dino Cazares and he they're like best Fear friends Factory. and Fear Factory and Ministry. Like, you know. Come on. So he, we, yeah, he went to do that. And I, we kind of just went like, and I like swapped it, swooped in, got that gig with Max. And, you know, I didn't even need to try out by then. They had already known me for years, toured with me. I had my own gear. I had everything ready, shipped my stuff up to Denver. And next thing I know, I had a plane ticket out to Arizona. And the rest is history. It's been about six years now coming this October, I think. Sweet. Six years in the band, man. Daryl, how countless countries and millions of faces and homies everywhere. It's amazing. Daryl, how many times have we had guests on this on this here podcast in the Cosmic Anew? Tell us it's like, yeah, I was just basically prepared and I was I'm a cool, easygoing person and you know, like we had Travis from yeah. uh Entheos, you know, Travis Levere, incredible guitarist. Nice. Um, you know, he's been in a ton of bands. And it's like when you're a good guy or gal and you treat people well, and you're a genuine person, these Dude, that's bands can it. hire literally any, like, you don't think Max could have, like, fucking hired any bass player he wanted. It know, wasn't man. about, think n- about it all like, the time. no offense, like, you're obviously, you're super talented, and we're going to talk about your, your playing, but, <laughs> like, that's not the only reason you're there. It's probably 99.9% because you're a good dude, and they know they can trust you around, and you're like family. Fact. You know, touring is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, sometimes weeks-on-end gig. It's not a, a nine-to-five. So no going home. There's no going home. Your home is a, a hallway with, uh, Wheels. you know, you got 20 square feet to call your own on a good bus and, you know, and 12 other people to coexist with. So, yes, uh, 99% of, of it is, is, is who you are. And I tell this to anybody who ever asks or touches on this topic. Like if you want to be in this business or do this thing, it's, you gotta be a cool guy. Like I'll yeah. take a cool guy that can like hold his own over like the savant freakish guitar player that won't ever miss a note. And also is a terrible person to hang out with. Like, I don't want to hang out with that guy. Like, cool, you're a great guitar player, but like, you know, well, can't I mean, hang with they, you, bro. Can't coexist. It's also what I'm hearing too is just, you know, it's it's what we talk about all the t- time. Like, it's just the plot of the everyman. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like we're shedding light on people, but we're talking to people that like literally from the ground up and like you put the stones in, man, you put the time in, like, you know, from the audio for, for a group and learning. That's the other thing too, like having the ability to learn no matter what it is. Like, willing to. Music. And you know willing, what I'm saying? Like yes, that's and exactly. the willingness too. Like that's, that's huge. And opportunities come from that, man. And like you said, also, the time with 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 family, not just your bandmates, family, right? And then them trusting to know, like, okay, cool, like you can get the job done. You're you're you have the willingness to learn, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how groups, that's how bands evolve, and that's why you always stay at the top, man. It's Absolutely. the little things, though. Yes, the little dude, things, the little man. things add up, and those little things become exponential if you just keep practicing them and applying them, and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, man, it's. And, and guys like you too because you're good ass too. Stop. Hey, right, and, if you, yeah, and then you so add a couple like, jokes here and there. You, know? you add the talent. You, know? you add the talent, and it's like a no brainer. You know, you make it. You make it easy. Appreciate you guys, man. And, Thank uh, you. No, oh, yeah, I mean yeah, you can tell. You know, and uh, just just watching you engage, and I think you know that comes through on your Twitch stream. So, oh, what yeah, made you man. now? Hell yeah. Obviously, un, un, unavoidable. There, we're, we're obviously kind of in this pool as well, in a different kind of avenue and we've done some twitch stuff and we love it and i love the instant feedback and the communication and we just There's said it to nothing like to it kev muller once you start watching stuff on twitch and i want to find out just think about this now i want to know some of your guilty pleasure twitch channels you follow awesome um, i have some good ones <laughs> i i love the platform asmr yeah no i i, I we'll get, we'll get, we'll we'll get, get there we'll, we'll get, get there we'll get, i got a list bro i <laughs> love i love it and when you watch like I don't have cable anymore, like a lot of young people and a lot of old people too. But then I watch cable and my parents are like, what the fuck is this? Like this commercials and this format, this is bullshit. Like I don't want to watch. Like once you get used to watching Twitch, you're like, where's the chat? Where's my interaction? Where's my, like this is dumb. I can't. spoiled. I feel you on that. That is. Engagement. Engagement. Man. I it's, had not really ever considered it that like, but yeah, you were 100%. I think the future now that everybody has their apps. You know, Peacock got me to buy their fucking app. Everyone's got their apps. Now it's going to be the how to do the engagement piece that Twitch does. You know, someone's going to like they're not. It's kind of like how YouTube wasn't. I mean, they still own, you know, what it is they do. But as far as like digital video delivering, like there's a lot of ways to get content now on your phone or whatever your computer. Um my dad watches the stream from his phone. Yeah, my all dad's the time. on Twitch too. Yeah, dude. Both us my being on there, are like uh, just wrecking shit on Twitch, man. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it turns out, turns out your stuff. dad's a Twitch troll. Um, oh no! You know, like you're. Dad, you can't say that. You gotta just. It's who I was just talking Nothing, to him. But it's so cool though. But yeah. like, dude, like when we were doing it, like Justin, your dad. It's Popovich. I like, know. And then, my, yeah. and then our right. listeners are talking to my dad on the Twitch. It's just like you can't do that. on a, like As much as we love doing the podcast, we don't get that th- here. Like you, It's different through the comments. But how was it for you and why did you uh, get into it? What was – how'd you do it? What's your, what's your trick? Huh. No one trick. That's for sure. That's for sure. Applied um, skills learned from music. It's like almost a bit of everything that we've talked about today up till now. Like, um, as being as busy as I usually am with Max and being uh, in multiple bands with him and all my own projects, I went from being engaged with music and away from home 200 days plus of the year. 
So not, you know, during this whole time of being in lockdown, I did the thing where I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit at home. It was actually nice for me. I was like praying like, oh, God, please give me one year home. I would just love one year. I've been going hard for six, man. I'm like tired. I'm not going to lie. It was like a blessing in a, in a bird. It was a blessing in disguise. It wasn't even a burden. Like we made the best of this damn situation and you'll see. So I did the whole, like I was home for a couple of months and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I had some savings and, you know, I didn't mind being home. Cause I was like, yeah, all I want to do is, you know, smoke and play video games, hang out with my girlfriend. But yeah, kinda, dude. You know, then it got boring. Cause it's like, okay, well we can't go to the beach. We can't go to the movies. We can't go shopping can't go anywhere. So I was starting to get kind of stir crazy. And then I started working a lot with the new absence album and we shot some music videos and we built this coffin for the music videos. And Jamie and I directed two of the first two music videos for that during the pandemic. And then at that time, my manager for the absence, uh, Nick Marrero, he was starting to stream on Twitch too, by the name of big buddy, Nick, he goes by and he, is like a, he owns a coffee company and he's like a band manager and entrepreneur himself. And he came to one of our days, production days. And he was like, yeah, man, I've been streaming on Twitch, man. I made like 700 bucks this month. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you? What? Are you? What? So he telling me I'm just picking his brain all day, all day, all week. Like, wow. When, why, how, and what, what, what's that? And who, who, and I learned and I was like, oh, this guy could make 700 bucks a month. Like, I bet you I could make easily that and then some. And I went for it. Yeah. I just went for it. I just immersed myself. I was like, how can I brand myself as this? How I want to, you know, I didn't want to. I, I, I just immersed myself and I watched a ton of channels. I found a bunch of streams that I liked. I found a bunch that I didn't like. I found bits that I liked that I didn't want to do on my stream and vice versa. Like I kind of really honed in on what I wanted to create. And I really was very protective of what it was that I was going to be streaming. I didn't want to stream video games at first. I wanted to stream music, like what I do for a living. Like here I am practicing bass and I'm like, why am I just doing this? You know, there's no tours in sight. I just wanted to stay sharp. So I started being like, well, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to run through a Sepultura set and there we go. And it started off like that. And that was literally one year ago. This Saturday was the first time I ever went live and I toiled away and I made myself my little logo. uh, That's all over my merchandise. Now, you know, I took that from a screenshot from a video that we took at a festival in the Netherlands with havoc. And I, freeze framed it like you know solidified it and that's like my jordan dude that's like my silhouette like my you know my jordan slam nft that's right bro (laughs) there is some sensitive topics that i can't even discuss but i'm already i'm already just trust trust your boy i'm out dude i oh If this didn't go live before Saturday, I would spill the beans. When you when you come back, you can give us amazing. the soup. When you come we back, will, we will. you gotta dude, co- you dude, gotta come back. You you're that, gonna the first be like, time you that's showed that, what he was talking about. Yep. Oh bro. my god, dude! I'm the first time you, you went like that, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen nothing yet, bro. That was that's Mark awesome. one. That's, that's Mark awesome. one, bro. I got like three more in the chamber that have just become more dimensional and tangible. Just say that. I will say that. 
I can't wait. So. I can't wait to see it. I'm absolutely, you know, because this this podcast is obviously airing on July seventh, and mm. your one year anniversary Twitch stream is this Saturday. At what time? At noon, but it's going to be a subathon, so who knows? High noon. Emphasis on the high. High noon. You know what I'm saying? Who knows <laughs> how long? And I'll tell you what. Uh, you can count me in uh, for that. We'll be there. Um, Dude, it will be an event for sure. I got one of. I got literally one of my entire live rig like a micro road microphones hooked it up with a rig dark glass pedals hooked me up with a rig i got two bases i'm giving away one brand new one from esp one out of my own personal collection it's going to be insane and never done anything like this before but we're coming together like voltron you know love it it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome and, and you know i was thinking but before i forget this um googling how to build a coffin it's probably because you're saying you made that, and that's impressive. Because I watched the video, and it's that looks like a good. That's a good looking coffin. Thank um, you. You know, you yeah. might be on a watch list or something now. Yeah, um, we got stories for that. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> we uh, I got the cops called on us twice during the making of this music. I didn't get the cops called on us. You, the cops were called upon us. Upon your art. Upon, let's let's, let's yes, call they, what it is. Yes, they tried to. Yeah. They, I mean, dude, I'm not gonna lie. We were dressed like a funeral. Yeah. Uh, all dressed in black, all all the way down, like no permits, probably looking like metal dudes covered <laughs> in tattoos, carrying a black coffin in a wheelbarrow into the woods. Yep. Yeah. The people were alarmed to say the least. We were we came back out to like you know we. You're most one of those scene. Florida man stories there. <sighs> and you it happened I mean? in Spring Hill too, so it's like extra Florida man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that Newport Ritchie area. Like, <laughs> oh man, that must have been uh, quite a sight. So good times. What uh, were there any specific Twitch streamers that you watched early on that you were like, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm going for." And mm-hmm. are there any new ones that you kind of watch now that you're like, "Nope, I think they figured out the next level." Yes, always, dude. Just like everything else, if you're not watching your peers, you're not gonna grow. And you really just got to study everybody that's around you. Same doing with the same thing that they're doing. It's like, like you said, what do I want to do? You know, mm-hmm. how do I want to do it? Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, when I'm in the pubescent stages, <clears throat> before I even changed my name to Mike Leon Shreds, I went by this uh, alias called Dukin Supreme 420. Ah. <laughs> yeah. My name, I was just like, Hard. You know, I was on my secret shit right there. Kind of just studying everybody. And I'd pull up and I'd be like, yo, it's Mike Leon from SoFly. And they're like, Duke and Supreme 420? <laughs> so I had to kibosh that. And, you know, after the three months of having the page, I finally got to, you know, change my name and launch it officially as Mike Leon Shreds. But I was watching guys like Young Gun and Kev Muller. Um, Young Gun was one of the first dudes who brought music to, like, you know, to the Twitch thing, because like he plays, he plays Rocksmith, which is like a video game that correlates with a, a live actual guitar, and it teaches you music. So you're looking at like it's like reading tablature, but like the tablature is a video game. It's yeah, like it's Guitar Hero. I but saw like, that. Yeah. So I watched in that, and I'm like, damn, that's kind of killer. But I didn't want to play a video game, and I didn't. I wanted to use my tones and my stuff, and I didn't want to play like request songs. So I saw that, and I was like, okay, we can do that. And then my buddy Daniel DK, one of my best friends on the platform, both of these guys, all three of those guys are really, truly like some of my best dudes on here. Daniel DK, 
Kev Muller and Young Gun. Those guys truly, I like took little bits of all three of what they did and I made my own. Mostly like, like Daniel DK because Danny also is a guy like me. He's a musician who grinds, dude. He works his ass off. He plays hundreds of shows in, in a year or, you know, tries his damnedest to. And he, he's just, he, you know, he's like a young entrepreneur, man. He's, he's busy, stays busy. But he rocks, and he didn't want to play. He doesn't play video games. He just does guitar. He plays Metallica and Megadeth and all these classic rock tunes, and he is, like, killing it. Killer, killer. So I studied all those guys, man, and I kind of took little bits of what I wanted and made of my own. What about uh, – and Daryl and I were talking about Rocksmith earlier. That's, uh, that's some next-level <clears throat> shit, Daryl. It's, it's almost like it's gonna, it's going gonna, gonna to it. do for kids – Kind of like how Roblox is teaching kids how to code. Well, it's I, when yeah. I saw you on your, your your stream and like first off, how you fucking manage like a billion different like yeah like fucking shit everywhere on that thing, man. You're like one hand in one, you got the fucking bass in the other, and like yeah, I'm just gonna shred this real quick. I'm gonna shred my just, toes, bro. You oh, know dude, it. it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. So like for me, when I saw that, I was like, that was like. My, that's like rock band fucking guitar hero on crack watching what mm -hmm. you do because like every kid or every giant toddler like I was like stuck in Best Buy in Cleveland for like eight hours just fucking shredding all the high level yeah, rock yeah. band shit was like the day they fucking find a way to do this for a real guitar Oh, my fingers man. are gonna fucking die like, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I saw I saw you doing it and like kudos to you man because you got like energy for fucking days bro like i don't Thank know you, like how like you keep that high level the whole time that's I get the thing. excited like yeah like excited. but like you ramp up it's like somebody like trolling in the chat oh, that's cool let's go shred this shit and then like yeah, fucking keep going like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's fucking awesome man it's awesome thank you bro it has been that's been the hardest part of all of this was really truly like finding myself and being comfortable with like a, a relatively uncomfortable situation I mean, I've got two lights staring at me. I got three monitors now and four cameras. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels it's, a little it's a lot different. It feels than, a little self-indulgent at first, if I may say. Like, I remember it did. It was kind of here like, talking to myself and, and shit you're spending for hours. And then you're spending because when Daryl and I, because it's the same kind of thing. Like, Daryl and I decided to go video and do all these things. We took the podcast to to the next level for for what we were doing. Um, in the same kind of circumstances, and same thing with when we did Twitch and. Um, it was like you're spending full-time job hours figuring out how to have people listen to you. And it's like at a certain point you start going oh. a little fucking batty because you're like, oh, but the, table you know, like your millisecond response, trying like trying to figure out why you're getting a latency and you're like, I've got all my shit hooked up. Like it's, oh and if you've been God. like, and especially if you're a musician and you've been a, a strict Mac guy for the last 10 plus years, like I was, Oof. and then you're like, Big change. and then Big you're change. like getting on PC and you're like, I think my Mac's a piece of shit now. Like it's it's like it's slowly like the tables have turned. It's so weird. But I was like, I'm gonna get a PC. You know, it's it's amazing. I did the same. I mean, I've never been a, a Mac guy, but when I saw how this was, and I was like, okay, I can't do this on my laptop anymore. <clears throat> We're gonna be showing clips from like my first week of streaming, and then like you know, and as it's progressed. But yeah, I took I took a uh, fifteen hundred bucks. When I was low on funds and I was like, dude, I got to was really nerve wracking to do that investment. And I was like, dude, I got to take one third of like what I have left and try to make like a life raft. 
And I'll be damned if I did not make that life raft into a yacht, boys. Yeah, One of the most successful years of my life, income-wise. And I did it my own, in my own house, on my own terms, with the people that I wanted to be involved. And you did your fucking way, too. And my way. And and I've got a team of 12 people that work with me here. Anywhere between my manager, Carrie, and my graphics guy, Kevin. You know, my merchandise uh, warehouse manager, that's Tyler Kojak. I mean, I got a team. We go hard, man. We uh, It's just, we definitely, I, I am proud of what we've achieved here because it is certainly something that stands alone. It's not so copy-paste um, as you could see it in some other places, but I'm very proud of it. Yes, I'm very proud of it. We've launched our own merch brands through it. Uh, you know, I've been able to brand myself. I keep bringing this thing up, but like, man, I got this little thing on grinders and coffee mugs. And yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna sunglasses have to and t-shirts now. Got a fanny pack by any chance? We can. Summertime See? is, is yeah. here, baby. Yeah. Fanny Put pack on, is baby. fanny pack is key. Yeah, um, I got a bunch of cool stuff that's dropping on uh, Friday the 13th on August. It's Friday the 13th, so we're doing a Friday the 13th drop. With uh, I will say this, the art, um, the art for the new drop is the same guy who did the art for the last Absence album. His name is Chad Whirl, and uh, he is my favorite artist. And I, we just getting started, man. That's awesome, man. It's yeah. I tell you what, um, Daryl's you know nailed it as always with his assessment of the situation. But you know, it's it's fun. It's there's energy and it's it stands alone in its own thing. And I think the thing about Twitch because it is so new and different is some of the content you come across. If you ever wanted to feel in your thirties, you just scroll through just chatting. Uh, You know what I mean? And you're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? I have no idea lost brother. What is going on here? Is this dangerous place? Right. I don't know if this is a sexual thing or a comedy thing. Either way, I, I need to. Yeah, either yeah. way, I better get out of here Hell. before I end up getting flagged. You can and literally do whatever you want. It's incredible. Like, as long as it's within morals and, and uh, you know, um, legal respect. guidelines. If you, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, just be fucking nice. Right. You know? Just be a cool person decent person and it's like it's everybody's out there just doing it and you know the way what one way that i have to say it myself is you know it takes fucking balls to get on there and present yourself for everybody to see it is a glass window oh yeah into your life i live here this is my life my world when that camera turns on i trust in you right you know i'm i'm giving myself you know everybody out there every streamer you turn that camera on and and you know you're on the internet, baby. It's dangerous. It's the wild west out there. Still, people act a mess. They have, you know, you're opening yourself to up to a whole new can of worms when you when mm-hmm. you go live. And you know, um, takes confidence to do that though. Right. So and, end of the day, anybody who goes live and can make a stream and 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 do that it takes balls, man. It does. It takes it takes courage, regardless. Like, and, and you know, I know. I mean, Daryl, you you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I felt, you know, it's similar to that feeling of walking on stage in front of people who want to see what you're doing, um, regardless of the size. It's like you get that same kind of feedback, and it's weird because you're all fired up and you're 
little studio room in front of your monitor, you know, and you come out all Dude, sweaty and you're like, hot in here. Right. My girlfriend <laughs> will pop her head in and she's like, it's oh going on. I'm like, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Train baby. And I'm like, yeah, like, gling. you know, like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, shit, I'll go pack a bowl then. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, there's something to it. So, what are yeah. some of your guilty pleasure Twitch streams that you like? And, and I've oh, used these going. examples before. So, I'm a big fan of Mary's Milk Monsters. She's a goat farmer in Oregon. Um, Perfect. And she, why not? She, she get, I highly recommend. She gets on there. This girl works fucking hard. She's out there at like four in the morning feeding these goats, milking these goats, building barns, so crazy. pouring concrete. Like she's just doing farm shit. And it it Unreal. It blows my mind and it inspires me. And she makes goat soap. That's what I'm saying, man. And I want to get her on the pod. Power. And I'll yeah. tell you what, Mary's Milk Monsters, top notch. Uh, Amazing. But, but then at the same time, you know, like the guy that plays the accordion, uh, Happy Time... You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's, it's the Vlad Italian guy. He's, oh, he, the, dude. he's yeah, like always sitting yeah, there with the tropical background. He's playing that red Roland. He's probably on right now. <laughs> That's um, a Russian dude. My oh, dog. he's Russian. I thought he was Italian. Yeah, for no, for sure. Um, he was. That was one of my first. Like, I think that was one of the first pages I ever subscribed to. I, I sent I was to like, Daryl. This dude is getting it. He turns all of like the <laughs> pop songs into accordion yeah. shits. But he like gets it. It's Dude. not just like cheesy. And oh, one of yeah. the things, like you said, like oh, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. fiance and I are watching it one day, and it's like I love that. Send on, <laughs> send my mom a birthday present, and it was like eighteen hundred dollars US, and he was eighty percent of the way through, and I was like, "There's thirty people watching this, and he's fifteen days into it. Like, how the fuck is this guy? And what kind of birthday present is he getting his mom? That's eighteen hundred dollars. Like I had so many questions, and I was just hooked. And now, he's funny as hell. Too, every time I see him, Daryl, he's like, he's doing like dubstep on the accordion. It's so fucking and it's amazing. So cool. He the guy's got a list of like five thousand songs and memorized. Yeah, he's like a and he like he's a flows over top of him too. Yeah, that's accordion awesome. is, is as people might like to poke fun at the accordion. That is not an easy instrument to not play. Me. I'm a big fan. Like big play, fan. Trek playing a piano and making it and a bagpipe at air. the same time. Yeah, like it's <laughs> right, the fuck right. out of here. Pretty much, it's pretty much that. So but yeah, there's there's a lot of streamers that you, yeah. To, to prove your point, man, it's like it's cool as hell that you can watch a farmer stream and people get hyped on that because that's fucking cool. Yeah. Right. Like that's a real ass person doing a real ass job that's putting real ass food on all y'all's fake ass tables. Like, right. man, that is like that is. What better of an example? So, one of my favorites, and I've spent hours and plenty of bits. I have bit badges to prove it. Dash ducks, dude. Dash, dash ducks. ducks. What is dash it is ducks? A duck pond, and right, what I'm on. assuming is either like. Montana or somewhere, and it is just a we're duck big pond. We're big got, fans of got, the critter cam, so I'm gonna add this yeah, right crit, now, dude. You know critter get cam on dash ducks, huh? You know the critter cam account? Yeah, it's gone like Daryl. This is critter cam. We watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Without it's, warning, two weeks ago they took all the shit out, but they've kept the stream on, and we're like worried. Like, are they okay? Did something oh, happen to them? Ramping. I hope that. I hope that. Oh, oh look, yeah, duck, dash ducks. Okay, dash ducks, dude. All so, right. If you cheer 50 bits, this is how they got me. So you cheer 50 bits, a little doorbell rings, 
and it drops like a little handful of food for the ducks, and they're so I'm just like fifty bits, fifty bits. I'll sit here with my girlfriend. We'll just be like smoking a bowl back and forth. She's like, give them more, and I'm like, cheer fifty bits, cheer fifty bits. <laughs> I'm like thirty dollars into my yeah. PayPal, just like yep. I can't stop myself because dude, the koi fish come up and the geese are coming in. It's just like man, how cool those that that farmer is so smart to have yeah. that. That, uh, well, think uh, about the technical knowledge that he to had to that. have right. to put that shit together and write a program with Raspberry Pi or that. whatever. It's actually simpler than you think now. I'm sure now that it's an automatic Mr. Twitch widget. guy, I've actually learned that like you can do a lot with a little bit. It's just like the ingenuity of doing that. Well, the I got the he wanted to do that, and he was like, you know, I'm gonna make a million dollars. 50 cents to feed my ducks, but all over the planet. Yeah, How right. in the hell can you do that? Yep. You can be in Taiwan and feed those damn ducks 50 bitties. Easy That's right. That. Dude, Easy as that. Where else in the world? Nowhere. We uh, When we were getting that together, I got the Stream Deck XL, and mm-hmm. I started going deep into it. Like, I was like, holy shit, I can like hit this button. It's like and a turn. computer almost. Like you could turn it. Like you could just do anything. And um, the whole technology aspect of it it's like it's all coming together with people who have a lot of time on their hands and not a lot of resources and we're getting some amazing innovation mm-hmm. out of the streaming Lots game which by I, i'm telling you it's only a matter of time before it carries over more into the mainstream kind of thought and you know i think the only thing is it's still kind of a little complicated to get started i think they need to make it a little easier <laughs> for people that aren't 18 to 35 figure out you know my pick but dude, it's there you know, already. This is but, the future. But yeah, it's it's there, and I think they're going to keep uh, keep going with it. Is there any other uh, streamers that you enjoy you want to shout out? Oh, man, yeah. You know, you were asking about a streamer that made me kind of want to evolve my own stream a bit, and I watched a lot of guys that brought this whole new aspect that I hadn't considered. So, like, I can only do so much action in this room. Mm-hmm. But something that is not prevalent in live performances that I'm used to in my line of work, excuse me, is uh, this visual aspect. Like, cool, you could have lights, you can have pyrotechnics, you could have stage props, but that's kind of the long short of it. What you cannot have is your fans setting off the pyro, your fans setting off the lights, your fans bringing in the stage props. And on Twitch, you can do that. By cheering bits and by, you know, collecting channel points and redeeming stuff, you can make all kinds of little stuff pop into the stream at all different times and all different angles. You want to light off an explosion, boom, it's there. You know, hype trains trigger explosions. Uh, You know, it's just, it's more, it's way more interactive than anything. So some of those guys that I really loved watching that made me want to up my game was actually this, this kid from Russia that I love to watch. His name is faceless clown. And if you haven't watched it, he, the kid's hilarious. I mean, he could have, he could have his stream on Nickelodeon and I, I would watch it. It's just so funny because he's just, it's just goofy. It's so interactive. Like all of a sudden it'll be a little SpongeBob running down across the stream and he's just screaming his head off. And it's like, it's just you, you can interact with as he's playing. You can just do all of these things. He has this green screen behind him. You can put him in space. You can put him, you can put him as the president and he goes and he talks and he's, he wears a mask the whole time. So he's just got like 
this character dude in this production that was like i want to be like cranking out some higher productions you know like and that's how i started doing with the explosions and like the redeemables and i'm just getting started i'm just getting started with that it's a it's a work in progress year two is going to be crazy and uh i just got to get past year one first and nice. this saturday we'll start worrying about green screens and <laughs> one foot super computers one uh you know twitch foot in front of the other and you know i've got like i've got this dream of doing like a full-on news broadcast stream with a desk and a suit and the whole you know just totally taking over you know and and doing my own my own absurd news show um you know it's uh there's so many there's like like you said there's no limit really um we found out that you know apparently calling it yoga and farting it into a farting into a microphone on an asmr is apparently the line um that will get you, you test that your theory yourself. I haven't done it yet, but I've been saying to Daryl because uh, let me put it to you this way. I would be, I would walk, uh, I would tread lightly on those. I've never there. been, um, anywhere seen anybody eat more than Daryl, like has efficiency in his eating. Um, and I was saying Surgical. to him like, dude, you got to get on a surgical. Ooh, nice. You got to get on like one of these, teach me your ways, these like massive <laughs> eating streams where you just eat like 14 pizza hut pizzas or something, Yeah, you know, yeah. like people would go nuts and watch well, it, see, watch you like it's, it's... sub for Mountain Dew, you know, like there, there, there would be a whole, Amazing. there's a whole audience for it. And you can get that. You can get music. You can get like, we're talking about just the nature stuff is the biggest one. Yeah. Just yeah. chatting. Just, yeah. just like this right now, what we're doing right here, bring a podcast live. Oh, yeah. Dude, know, instead like, of saving the VOD, you just were doing it live and maybe we we're interacting with the chat and then you take that and put it on YouTube and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it's just like another dimension. Yep. You created a fourth dimension and it's that that the fourth dimension aspect is the involvement of the fans live right there in front of you. It's like doing a press conference like in your room. Well, like you said about trust, that's something that, you know, now we've had this pod and we know how, how uh, we're all connected here, but it's hard to do stuff like that when you don't have, like you said, the right uh, perfect situation with guests or whatever, because you're putting yourself out there and somebody Mm. says something insane, you know, like that's luckily with OBS, you can put in like a 20 second delay um, and get yourself out of Dodge, but um, you never know. And and sometimes, you know, uh, it's like you said, it's a whole, it's a whole different, zone than playing the TLA on a Friday night with everybody that the only people that want to be there are the people that pay to be there. Dude, that's funny you say that. Yeah. It reminds me of something I've been uh, saying to people. It's just kind of like when you are live and it is just you and it, it, it's, 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 it's just you in that room and everybody here, like I, I have reverse stage fright, right? Like if, I'll clam up if there's 10 people or 15 people or 20 people. But if there's a hundred, like Daryl was saying, when, you know, the energy goes, it's that energy exchange. I'm like a conduit, my boys. When they are giving it to me, I am just the copper between the the cable, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. (laughs) Use me for my shred. Yes. Yes. I know. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And I do, I'm just glad to do it. I'm so glad to do it because those people are literally like, you know, they're giving you, they're, they're, they're just, they're supporting you to do what you love. Right. And they're there in droves, like 
coming together. It's like a, it's like, dude, it feels like a birthday party every time I go live. Cause where else could you go live and hang out with 50 people or just, you know, like it's like creating a dressing room vibe, like after a concert or something, you know, yeah. you got, you know, you know, wait until I get, you know, my hair did or whatever after the show. And then let all the homies come back and have some beers. That's what happens. I go live. Boom. I got 60 people that I love hanging out with that all want to hear me play my stuff. And yeah, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's for everybody, man. It's for everybody. And it's almost like, uh, coming down to your, to like a portal to another dimension because like in this, in this room that I do the podcast from and, you know, Daryl's in his office at, at films, um, when we're together and, it, and you're, going live it's like you've entered into this other space where you can like look into a monitor and your or a camera rather um mm. and and be instantly connected to someone who you don't see or hear and they might be on the other side of the world and i'm always fascinated and, I, and i'll be curious to see what happens after this podcast comes out knowing the the breadth of your audience uh, and and where they're from like seeing like I said that like the there's somebody somebody picked vast, up and my friend somebody I mean, picked up ever expanding somebody picked up the podcast in Sweden recently and you see them you know number one liker of the week and it's like oh somebody really connected with what we were doing in Svetlgland Sweden or whatever it is you know it's like how did that happen sense, man yeah and it's just and it's and it's just uh, you put something out there and especially like you know the core thread that, that's run through this conversation is it's a combination of preparedness obviously. You know, whether you're getting ready to, to take a, a, a touring gig or you've been laid off because of a pandemic and you just want to stay sharp, uh, it's being a good person and treating, you know, the people you work with, people you interact with a certain way. And that is kind of what uh, gets you into the next level, into that next door, you know, and then three, you 100%. Know, being yeah. uh, being willing to bet on yourself and put your thing into motion. And Daryl, that's like the core tenets of the everyman podcast right there well that it. and exercising your craft the one thing that stuck with me what mike was talking about is before he got into it yeah he did his research right he he, mm -hmm. he he basically took everything that he liked from the platform that he wanted to get into and then he took bits and pieces from that made it his own and then also said you know what what do i really fucking love to do i'm gonna be sitting here shredding anyway exercising my craft well, let's start there. And the moment he did that, fucking just off into the stratosphere. I mean, like, think about think about all the people that if they just kind of took those little tidbits and they said, you know what, I'm going to start with, with what I would do anyway to exercise my craft to make me better because that's my realm of being comfortable, right? And then I'm going to put that in front of it. Know you, I know you have the reverse stage fright, but at mm -hmm. the same time, there's that comfortability of or comfortability of being within – the framework of what it is I'm already doing and what I'm already good at to give people the content that they want, which is going to promote the engagement. It's going to like get them to come back to you with the energy level that you already have that you said, I'm the conduit, I'm the copper in between the wire. And then fucking I'm it's feeling over, it. I, I'm all jazzed it's up. Over, and so. then to add that, I have a magic carpet that it takes me all over the planet and you can see it live in your city. Me doing what I do best. And then between those two, now I come home and I'll be right back. Your favorite TV show will be back. My favorite, t your favorite TV show can come hang out in your town. We can go get tacos and whatnot. Oh yeah. You know, that's a whole other realm of this. That is just like, 
I can't wait to take the, the podcast on the road. I want to be, I'm taking my, my roadcaster pro on the road. I'm taking pretty much my whole rig. I just had a meeting with uh, Jason, their AR last night about how I'm going to be able to take it on the road with me, do what I can on the road, continue that engagement. And I know that once I go and I meet all of these fans that I've been, that have been there for me and we've been there for each other during this whole pandemic, what better way to finally like figure it all out than come hang out with me. And like, dude, it's like the cement between the foundation will just harden Absolutely. Further. How and cool is it to and think? Be like, yeah, dude, we did it. We're back from the tour. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, I, I just, I, I, I'm not even gone yet, and I can't even wait to get back. You I'm created your own to. digital tour bus. That's, yeah. right. That's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. For real. That's, right. That's awesome. You know, and, on board. And, and Matt Heafy is sitting yeah. somewhere thinking, like, I tried to tell you assholes. You know, my man, he's been <laughs> doing it for, you know, and it's like he, he was like, he before we wrap up here, like he was one of those guys who are obviously my age, you know, I'm, I, I bought anything that came out with Roadrunner records on the corner of it. And um, I meant to shout out Heafy. He's a very big influence of mine, I and, will say. And, and he was one of the first the guys. Got to watch the king, you know? Right. To figure out, like, oh, I can just go work on my demos. And, like, a whole audience of people have no idea what Trivium is as a band. You can finally get that little piece. But but even if they're not, like, he has all these fans that are from Twitch. And he's, like, a Twitch. He's, like, one of the guys they show on when you sign up for Twitch. It's, like, how the hell did that happen? It's, like, the guy from Trivium. Persistence, man. Yeah. But but he was one of the dudes where... When he went out on the road, he would put his laptop up on the corner and you would see the show. And I remember like watching, they were like live in Japan a couple years ago. And I'm like watching the side stage of this Trivium show on like a Friday night. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. Like, I'm not going to see this anywhere else. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the future. And I think your future is obviously, it's, it's crystal clear and bright in, in my eyes. Um, oh, yeah. What's the Thank best guys, way man. to Thank follow you, along with your adventure? How can people tune in? What's the easiest way to keep up with you? I've tried to recently keep it all under uh, one umbrella and just get right to the point of it all. Just Mike Leon shreds pretty much everywhere you could think of to look. Uh, Instagram is that Mike Leon shreds, uh, twitch.tv slash Mike Leon shreds for the show. Uh, my website in self mikeleonshreds.com you can go there and uh, pick up all that piffy merch that you've seen all your favorite streamers rocking and um, you know twitter handles the same youtube's going to be coming up pretty much that's the next focus after the one year anniversary so july is going to be a lot of uh, playthroughs of my favorite stuff from my own bands and from beyond Um, also Mike Leon shreds and YouTube and pretty much anything else, man, that's going to be happening with me. You'll be able to keep up with, I stream three days a week, at least, um, Mondays and Fridays at 6 PM, Wednesdays about 2 PM for my European audiences. And lately I've been playing some video games, uh, with my community, uh, on Sundays in the evening, but that's kind of here or there depending on if there's a football game or a hockey game or <laughs> holiday. But yeah, man, it's uh, all of Mike Leon shreds, man. Just, I just do, I just <laughs> pull up to the, sh- uh, to the channel and find out, man, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. We sit right here in this room 
and rock for hours on end. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, you know, I'll be there for the one-year anniversary show this Saturday at noon Eastern. Um, Mike, this has oh, yeah. been an awesome, awesome podcast. Thank you for coming on. Um, and and we'll, Pleasure, be, guys. we'll be keeping an eye on you in the stream, and uh, we'll catch you down the road, brother. Yes, thank you guys for having me. It's been a, a blast.